Welcome back to another great episode of Lunch with Doug. I'm your host, of course, Dangerous Doug Harper, but you already know that. Today's episode is In the Shadow of Smelter Hill. We're going to be telling a, a very special story about uh, Smelter Hill and a man who worked up there and a man who died in Nevada, Missouri. And his um, very interesting burial. That is on today's episode of Lunch with Doug. This episode of Lunch with Doug is produced by the Music Exerbia Project and made possible by these area sponsors. The Boutique Marketplace and 2nd Edition Shop at 500 East Cherry Street in fabulous Nevada, Missouri. The Bistro at 1249 South Garrison Avenue in Carthage, Missouri. Karen McNair, the friendly neighborhood nutritionist at 269-267-4644. The Hurry Frog Graphics at 150 North Commercial in Nevada, Missouri, or call them at 417-381-1077. The Main Square Cafe, located at 121 North Main Street in Nevada, Missouri. The Gamers Fusion at 617 East Cherry Street, Nevada, Missouri. The Verco Apparel, located on the square at 112 North Cedar Street, fabulous Nevada, Missouri. The Impact Graphics, call them at 417 283 2056 or find them on Facebook at Impact Graphics Mo. The Nevada Tobacco and Liquor Store located at 125 West Cherry Street in Nevada, Missouri. The Nevada Coin, 123 East Cherry Street in Nevada, Missouri. And coming soon, the Red Cherry Alley located at 123 West Cherry Street on the Nevada, Missouri Square. I'm your host, Dangerous Doug Harper. Thank you for spending your lunchtime with me. In the shadow of Smelter Hill, in the heart of Nevada, Missouri, once stood the mighty Cocker Hill Smelters. A beacon of industrial progress, the smelters were the pride of their owner, A.B. Cocker Hill, known far and wide for their zinc-lined tubs and lavatories. But within the hum of machinery and the tales of progress, a human story unfolded, one that has since woven itself into the fabric of local folklore. This is the tale of Frederick Lawn Dorsa and his wife, Neva Dorsa. Frederick Lawn Dorsa, a young man of just 26 winters, was struck down by a rogue bolt of lightning while working at the smelters. The official cause of his death was electrocution from a metal umbrella he was holding at the time. His sudden departure from the world left his wife, Neva, a widow. The couple who had been married for just two years had their lives tragically cut short. Their marriage license, filed at the Vernon County Courthouse, shows that Lon married Neva Gibson on February 12, 1895. Lon's funeral, held on March 7th, was a grand affair, widely attended with a large procession to the cemetery and burial with military honors. His body was prepared in a neat casket and noted in the Daily Mail. But this was not Lon's final resting place. Neva had envisioned a grand monument for her beloved husband, a task that could not be completed in a short time between his death and the funeral. Neva commissioned a unique tomb from Brophy Monument Company, a massive block of stone, some say marble, others suggest limestone or granite, was shipped in by railroad. The stone was so heavy that it set immobile in the railroad yards. A local stonecutter 
by the name of Tom Beringer spent over a month chiseling away at the stone until it was light enough to be moved. The finished tomb, a massive structure measuring 12 feet long, 4 feet wide, and 5 feet high, and weighing 11,000 pounds, was a sight to behold. But Neva's vision was not yet complete. She had a pane of glass installed that allowed her to view her husband in his eternal rest. This unique feature, hidden from the casual observer, allowed Neva to commune with her dearly departed husband. When her grief became unusually pignant, she would visit the cemetery and gaze for hours at a time upon the face of her dead husband, as reported by the Daily Mail. Two months after Lon's initial burial, his body was exhumed and placed in the newly completed tomb. The Nevada Daily Mail covered the event with morbid attention to detail. Lon's body, though it had been submerged in water, showed no signs of decomposition. A little mold had gathered about the roots of his hair and on the neck, otherwise the body looked as fresh as when buried. The tomb, referred to as a stone sarcophagus by the newspaper, was equipped with a stone Bible that could be pivoted to reveal Lon's face. The unusual feature was known only to Neva, who would unlock and move the Bible to view her husband's face. However, it wasn't long before the community caught on to Neva's frequent visits to the cemetery. Fascinated children would watch as she arrived in her buggy, and if they were spotted, she would chase them away with a whip, shrieking like a madwoman. Eventually, her family had the pivot removed and the Bible cemented down. By 1905, the tale of Lon and Nevadorsa had caught the attention of the wider public. The Topeka Daily Capital, published 150 miles away uh, across the Candace border, ran a piece on the couple. The story soon spread to the St. Louis Republic, and by the spring of 1906, it had traveled nearly 1,000 miles to the front page to the Staunton Spectator and Vindicator in Staunton, Virginia. The tomb was described as the strangest in America, if not in the world. And Neva's ability to view her husband's face by turning the key and lock that held the stone Bible was noted. Local lore suggests that the publicity and Lawn's deterioration drove Neva to insanity. Some say she ended up in the asylum and died soon after. A fairly believable tale, considering Nevada, Missouri was the home to one of the state's hospitals for mental illness. However, a list of Deepwood Cemetery lot owners found at the Vernon County Historical Society doesn't have a burial space for Neva. A more likely explanation, based on a listing on Find a Grave, a website that indexes cemeteries and headstones, and which matches Neva's personal information, suggests she simply remarried and moved to California. The California Death Index, 1945 to 1997, shows that Neva Gibson Simpson died December 30, 1945, in Los Angeles. The birthplace matched those of Neva Gibson Dorsa. In July 1986, vandals broke into the town's most famous tomb and stole Lon's head. It was recovered the following year in a Nevada home, but law enforcement and cemetery caretakers noted that the stone Bible, which had been cemented down for some time, was periodically ripped off the tomb. Talbot Wright, 
the Deepwood Cemetery board president at the time, told the Nevada Daily Mail in 1987 that Lon's hair, skin, and clothing were well-preserved until the vandals broke the encasing glass. Evidently, he was still in pretty good shape until July, White said. But when Lon's skull was photographed for the newspaper's front page, it featured no hair or skin, both of which likely decomposed quickly after being stoled, if not before. It should be noted that the skull was recovered by law enforcement upon Smelter Hill, very near where Lon had been struck by lightning many years before. The skull was buried in an undisclosed location away from the body so that not to attempt new grave robbers, and the tomb was resealed with marble in an attempt to prevent further damage. Even in death, the tale of Frederick Lawn Dorsa continues to captivate those who hear it. It is a testament to a love cut short and a wife's enduring devotion. His story, intertwined with the history of the Cocker Hill Smelters, stands as a testament to the individuals who worked in the shadow of the smelters, their lives forever marked by the history that once unfolded there. Even though the smelters no longer stand, Frederick's story continues to echo in the hearts of those who remember. His vault, nestled under a large pine tree in the Deepwood Cemetery, remains a silent witness to a tale that refuses to be forgotten. This episode of Lunch with Doug was made possible by these great area sponsors. The Boutique Marketplace and Second Edition Shop at 500 East Cherry Street in fantastic Nevada, Missouri. The Bistro located at 1249 South Garrison Avenue in Carthage, Missouri. Karen McNair, the friendly neighborhood nutritionist at 269-267-4644. The Harry Frog Graphics, located at 150 North Commercial Street in Nevada, Missouri, or call them at 417-381-1077. The Main Square Cafe, located at 121 North Main Street in Nevada, Missouri, on the square. The Gamers Fusion at 617 East Cherry Street, historic East End, Nevada, Missouri. The Verco Apparel, located at 112 North Cedar Street on the Nevada Square. Impact Graphics, 417-283-2056 or find them on Facebook at Impact Graphics Mo. The Nevada Tobacco and Liquor Store located at 125 West Cherry Street in Nevada, Missouri. The Nevada Coin at 123 East Cherry Street in Nevada, Missouri. And coming soon, the Red Cherry Alley located at 123 West Cherry on the fantastic Nevada Square. Once again, thank you for spending your lunchtime with me.